I'm Hugh. I'm Linda. Together we're Hinda. And this is Hindacast. Well, Hugh, let's start off by talking about these two new couples. Do you think it's a good idea to introduce new blood? I have mixed feelings. I always have mixed feelings about it. A little bit of me goes, no, we're grand with what we have. And then they come in and I'm like, oh, I just can't get used to them. I can't remember their names. Every series, I can't remember their names. And then within a few days, it's like, oh, wasn't it a great idea to introduce these? These are cousin murder. Yeah, and I don't think it'll be any exception this time. I really want to get into the sadomasochistic couple. (laughs) No, no, only one half is sadomasochistic. No, I think she's a sadist and he's a masochist. (laughs) In fairness. He must be to put up with her. (laughs) Taylor is unbelievable. You get an idea when you see her getting ready and she's in her scrubs. Now, you've been known to wear scrubs on occasion. Would you wear that much makeup and get ready like that when you're wearing scrubs? You know, that wouldn't happen. I wouldn't even wear that much makeup on a night out. Hate to break it. <laughs> no, no. Well, it's not part of healthcare, correct? True. Absolutely. No, yeah. no. 100%. totally unrealistic. She's getting ready. She's very different uh, to what you normally expect a nurse to be. Because she is a control freak and she does not like to be told what to do. I know. And she just doesn't seem to have any empathy either, which, again, you would kind of associate with the nursing profession. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, she's a strange one. Like, I mean, she from the get go, in fairness, she said exactly what she was going to do and what she wasn't going to do. She was dead honest with John. That was a bit scary. She's standing in Old Trafford. She's waving her red flag. Now, at this point... You know, you'd expect it to be a video that John would be showing going, this is the kind of person we don't allow on maths. Because she said, I was in a previous relationship and the person was left broken. I know, like that doesn't bode well. She didn't hold back. So let's go and match her with the young Josh, (laughs) the mild mannered. He's not far off. Is it? No, he's an advertising exec. Well, it doesn't really matter because the footage that we saw was very, very similar to the footage of Josh. I seem to remember Josh sitting down there very politely, reading over his notes or listening to earphones or something like that. And he gets a cup of coffee handed to him. He's walking along. But his personality, he's kind of mild-mannered. Um, he is. You know, he's got nice manners. He seems to be well brought up. Yeah. And then he's matched with Taylor. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. it is like, it's seriously, it's like Josh and Melissa, Mark II. <laughs> well, don't forget, he's a seven with heels. Oh, okay. Right. He's a space okay. cadet. And he yeah, and he actually likes the fact that she's a bit of a wild card. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. What yeah, are you yeah. She seems like her? after I'm married, you said she seems like a bit of a wild card, and that's pretty exciting for me. Like I say, masochist. The masochist. The great question is though, did she genuinely forget his name? Um I do you know in fairness, I actually think she did forget mm, his name. Yeah, she probably and did. You forget his name all the time, even though you're Hugh, he's Hugo. I mean, <laughs> you just can't seem to get his name to stick in your head at all. No, but it's, she it's, has a goat called Hugo, so you think that'd be. You I know. think the fact that she had the goat as well, like she just had no excuse. There's a lot of stress and nervous energy bubbling underneath. Oh, and there's I, something bubbling underneath. Yeah, there is, but it comes out just the wrong way. It comes out as in she has to take total control, and it's bordering on sadism. Yeah, it's it's kind of an obsessive compulsive um, personality type, if you ask me. Yeah, she just needs to have control. And yes, you're right. It is kind of manifesting itself in a kind of a sadism. Yeah. In that, you know, she doesn't care about the other person's feeling at all. Like I said, no empathy. No, we really need experts on the show who could maybe know about psychology and maybe match these people up. God, yeah, where do we get those? Yeah, 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 yeah. So 
they, they get married. The wedding reception, I have very little memory of. It was a bit nondescript, wasn't it? It was, it was. Because I, I think the, I recall them dancing at one stage. His mum and dad didn't come because they're very religious. Were her mum and dad there? I don't remember seeing her no. mum and dad. I remember seeing the tree bridesmaid. Was it a tree bridesmaid or two bridesmaids? Oh, and the bathrobes. What yeah. in the name of God were they like? Yeah. It was like, you two have to look really ugly so I can look even better. Yeah, there was three of them. No, there was three. And she was like Probably Cruella de Vil in that dress. <laughs> Come on, Hugh, she was. Like, I mean, they, they, they need a bang of a hairdresser to treat them. Melissa should have been on call there to do their hairs. Like, they even washed their hair parts of that wedding. The budget was very low on their wedding and on her dress compared to the other wedding. <laughs> we'll come to that in a minute. It was actually quite shocking, wasn't it? It was. The two, they obviously had a hedge. It was like Cinderella and the two ugly sisters. Three. There's three, three of them, yeah. It's was there? Well, there you go. Yeah, it was three, yeah. Them. Yeah, but they obviously had a hedge outside and they tracked them backwards <laughs> through the hedge. <laughs> <laughs> What's the state of them? I know. I'm agreeing with you. I'm agreeing with you. <laughs> so yeah, so they had they had the they had the dance at the wedding, and I think he was a little bit excited, thinking they were getting on. No, Hugo, she was just lulling you into a false sense of security, so she could just pounce down. They get back to the room, and the biggest SH1T test, classic female test of all. She lays it on good and hard. Well, you're going to be on the sofa. I'm taking the bed. Yes. And I, I kind of had a little bit of faith in his reaction when he lay in the bed and went, no, I'm, I'm staying on the bed. Yeah. Like, you know, we can build a pillow, pillow fortress or whatever you want to do. Like, but I'm staying on the bed. Absolutely. And I was thinking, yeah, you go, Hugo. Tell her what. Tell her what's what. Good man. He seemed to be putting up a good bit of resistance. It seemed like somebody was going to stand up to her and let her know he's the kind of man. He's a man's man. He's more like the kind of man that she wants. That's what she was actually looking for. But she, he didn't know that at this stage. Not that it changed when he found out. Any man worth his while would know that you have to stand up to that sort of thing. You can't be doing that. The plan is to keep her happy, he said. Big mistake. He's never going to keep her happy. He's never going to keep her happy. He could do backflips and bring her breakfast in bed every day and whatever the hell it takes. Rub her feet and brush her hair. So He's never going to keep her happy. It ended up, he was on the sofa. Yeah. And... They go and... At a, at a window, at a big window, lying against a window. Oh, cold. It was minus it was one cold, or something yeah, outside, yeah. yeah. And then the next day he had that game of croquet and, and he thought that the bet was that she'd have the bed for the night, which in fairness it was. That's it what was. She said. He didn't think it. It was. It was about the That's sleeping arrangements for that night. Yeah. But then subsequently her piece to camera was that he's going to sleep on the sofa for the entire experiment. What you doing? Yeah, but you see, Linda, Linda, he'd set the bar... The bar was set at that stage. It was very low and she knew she could jump over it anytime she wanted. But why would she want to be with somebody who's going to stay on the couch for the whole experiment? Why would she even... How is that like, you know, steeping yourself in the whole experience? Power, power. She craves the power. She loves it. Well, I, uh, yeah, okay, it. whatever. But like, I mean, making him sleep on the sofa and being honest about it and saying from the get-go, you're sleeping on the sofa. In other words, there's absolutely nothing between us. There's never going to be anything between us because you're always going to be on the sofa. I said, I'm going to treat you like crap. I said she loves it. I don't know if she actually loves it. It's just the natural position that she takes. Well, when they had dinner that time, oh my God in heaven, what was that dress like on her? <laughs> What in the name of God was she wearing? Well, she was certainly bouncing out of it anyway. Well, I thought she was that guest from Dan and Sandy's wedding. (laughs) Like I had to do a double take. (laughs) Only the fact that she was less orange. Yeah, the fake tan had worn off. Yeah, I was. uh, And she kept pushing her hair back out of the way to give him an eyeful. Like, I mean, Ah. everybody was getting an eyeful. (laughs) 
And she barely had those things contained in that dress. It was a good looking girl. She's a lovely figure. No, there's no doubt oh, about it. She is God. a good looking girl. She that is was a good looking girl. Insane. So anyway, then over over the dinner and he said something like, was it something like, oh, what what did you ask for? What what were you looking for? What I think type it, of it was, yeah, what, what kind of guy were you looking for when you applied? And she was pretty blunt and she said, not you. Yeah, she wanted Everything a tradie. She wanted a tradie. She wanted a well-built guy. She wanted someone who didn't talk too much. Somebody who's in sports. She went through everything and it was everything he wasn't. Yeah. And he sat out like an idiot. No. Now, she did describe Harrison. It has to be said. She did describe Harrison pretty well. Yeah, I would say she did or Duncan. If we know and we don't oh, know no, that Oh, no, probably Harrison. Duncan. Harrison's a tradie, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, Harrison's yeah, a, a tradie. Yeah. yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. So that was it. It was just trouble. It was downhill all the way from there. It really it? was. Trouble with a capital T. But he, he's trying. He's trying. He's trying. He's having none of it, but yeah. he's trying. Yeah. And we sort of said to ourselves, well, we'll see at the dinner party what this is all about. And then it culminated in, him calling, in her calling him a puppy dog. It's again, it's a classic Melissa Josh. You know, taking away his manhood and demeaning him and humiliating him. Evelyn and Rupert. Oh, I thought she was stunning. I thought that she is, I, I, she is her dress was superb. I know I said it at the time. I just can't mm. get over that dress. I thought it was gorgeous dress. I thought it was gorgeous. And I thought she was lovely. Looking back on it, yeah, the dress is absolutely fabulous. Um, she's not my type. Just doesn't do it for me. I know. She doesn't look anything like me. <laughs> <laughs> no, hair's not long enough. I, I thought she was lovely. I did. And I, I actually thought that she was giving them a fair whack, you know, and he was just, that was just a lesson in how not to be on your wedding day, as far as he was concerned. <laughs> You know something, though, when you think back at the, the VT that we saw before the wedding, though, I don't know how many takes it took, but he seemed fairly calm. He's He was saying about being a romantic type. He wanted a family and he wanted to build a business of his own one day. And he looked quite normal and he looked reasonably calm. And articulate. Yeah, and articulate. And then she was very much down to earth, did a bit of modelling, but she was quite girly next door. And that all seemed fine. And then we get the wedding. And he was a mumbling idiot. Well, it all started. Bag of nerves. It all felt wrong when the when the rings fell on the floor, though. Yeah. Nobody helped him. Why the hell did nobody help him? I don't know. I, I don't know. I think everybody was just in shock. I don't think anybody knew how to react, to be honest with you. I think everybody was just absolutely dumbfounded and in shock. And it took them a couple of minutes to come around to the fact that, is this, are we not in the twilight zone? Is this like actual reality? Because it did, it did look a little bit like it was the twilight zone. It's like as if he was in a world of his own. He was kind of talking to himself and all of this kind he of was. stuff as well. You're convinced though, he was, if she had been less beautiful, he might, his reaction wouldn't, mightn't have been like that. Do you think? I think he was stunned at how beautiful she was. I suppose, like you, looking back at it now, talking about it now in hindsight, he was just a mess before <laughs> she arrived. He'd sweaty palms. Oh, that's he was right. beads of sweat in his, yeah. on his forehead. And it was painful to watch. He was touching the door handle before he even got out. He was kind of rubbing the door handle a little bit. Will I, won't I almost, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Yeah, it was, it was painful to watch. And you'd feel extra sorry for him because were his parents there? I don't recall seeing Her parents, parents certainly were, though. Her parents were there. Yeah, and her yeah. dad. Her dad. Her dad had the face on him. He wasn't one bit impressed. We went from Leighton a few weeks ago, who gave the perfect wedding masterclass. A masterclass in how to talk to future wife's parents. He did everything wrong. It was, a, oh, his vows. Oh, Hugh. And Scarlet from. <laughs> there was something about Scarlet ice cream. There was, what else? I actually don't Oh, yeah, sex before marriage. He just couldn't pull it off. I did. I felt so sorry for him. Um, <laughs> he was completely out of his depth. They get back to the room. 
And she runs. She did everything. Oh, she hang came on. A on. Second. They on. got back to the room and he put the pillows down in the middle of the bed. I know. And she came on hot and heavy. Yeah. And she got into the bath with him and she's loving with him, you know, getting into the mood. And he said, no, I need to get out. It's too hot. <laughs> Do you think she was serious? Yeah. Do you think? She said, she said she's a very sexual person. Been a bit of, I, yeah. I wouldn't, I'd say there would have been something. He would have been let in. I, yeah, <laughs> honestly, no. Yeah, I do. Seriously. Okay. Like, I mean, okay. he was the one saying, no, 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 it's too hot. I need to get out of the bat. And every man in the world is looking at that episode going, get in there, get in there. Absolutely, yeah. And then he goes out and he builds the pillow. <laughs> you the don't, I will. In the middle of the bed. <laughs> she was dumbfounded, I think. In fairness, though, when you think about it, he probably did the best thing. He probably mm. did the best thing because she was wondering then if he fancied her or not. Yeah, I, do you know something? He 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 built up a bit of mystery there. He stood he stood off a bit like Leighton in, yeah. in that way. He was like Leighton in that way, in that he stood off a little bit and stood back. And she was going, "Does he really like me? Does he does he think I'm beautiful?" So remember, then they were having a meal or something. I don't know whether it was breakfast or lunch or dinner or what it was the next day. And she, I think she was kind of feeling, "Oh, he's actually not that into me. Like, yeah. what am I going to do here?" And um. The line he came out with was, you're, you're actually very beautiful or something like that. And her face just lit up. There. Yeah, I, I thought, yeah, I thought that was sweet. Yeah, she, she wants somebody to, to look after her. She wants somebody to believe in her. His idea of romance, though, Hugh, when he decided to give her that massage, what was that all about? <sighs> he was he, like Edward Scissorhands. <laughs> he was so awkward. Like, I think he'd he'd watched uh, what I, he'd watched what you know, dying to hear what this I, is. I think he'd watched vague scenes of footballers being besieged or something before a match or something <laughs> in 1978 or something being like massacred. that. <laughs> He's like because he did pick up. He says, "Oh, I don't know what this is for, but I'll improvise." <laughs> It, that was mad out. I just, I couldn't believe that. It was just, oh, it was cringy. And everything he did was just wrong. It was, it was so, everything about it was so wrong. Okay, I'll part your toes and tip in between them one by one. Or like that. Yeah. It was horrible. And he's doing the, the karate chops on her legs. And then he had the towel over her legs. He was afraid to touch her. I don't know, what was that about? And then he said, do you want your butt cheeks massaged? As if. I think if she said yes, I think if she said yeah, he literally would have had a heart attack on the spot. <laughs> that was entertainment. I, I enjoyed that. Like I, I like I say, and as I have done so many times during this series, uh, I watched it through open fingers. Yeah. When I was covering my face. You see, this brings me back to the whole thing. I think, but she knew well by then what kind of a guy he was, that he was really wasn't going to go near her. So I think she was able to come on a little bit like the way she was because he just, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, it was cringy. But like that said, then later on when they got back to the sky space, they seemed to be on a, a better level or something. They seemed to kind of have found their level. He did calm a little bit. He did say, well, why do you think? And he, she said, like, you know, you're so nervous all the time. And he went, why do you think I'm so nervous? And she went, I don't know. He said, you're gorgeous. And suddenly yeah. the whole atmosphere changed. Suddenly yeah. they were in a better place. And they were looking forward to Sydney. They said that hopefully the dinner party would be a lovely evening and light hearted. <laughs> oh, yeah. They've obviously never watched maps on television, no? No. Like, no and, and they had no idea what they were going to walk into. I don't think any of us had any idea what they were going to walk no, into. No, no. We should briefly, though, 
talk about Claire going to Jesse and what did you think of Claire breaking the news to Jesse? Do you think the wedding was the right place to do it? I think she was overwhelmed. I think she'd made up her mind that she was going to do it and she actually couldn't sit on it any longer. And then when you had, was it Hugo and Taylor's wedding and they were talking about loyalty and, and I think she just felt overwhelmed. I, I, it was like as if she felt they were talking to her or pointing fingers at her and it just got too much for her and she, she knew she had to say it. And I'm sure the producer set it up as well and said, if you're going to say it, you need to say it today. Yeah. Bit of drama. Because we're there anyway. Uh, these are the days when we're doing it and, you know, there's a schedule to fulfill. Getting sick, you'd have to feel sorry for her. Oh God, she sick. really was upset. Oh, she was. Like she really was. Oh, she yeah. ran off, she was crying, she was vomiting. You yeah. know, I think she was absolutely dreading it. But fair play to her, she, she did it. She sat him down and she did it. Poor Jesse felt like she was going to break up with him. Yeah. Um. Like, was she breaking up with him? Yeah. Did she actually want to finish with him, do you think, you? I've thought about that a lot. And I think the whole thing was centred on her, her own feelings initially, in that for her own conscience, she felt she needed to get this off her chest. She just couldn't continue any longer. And I think she was putting her own standards and her, her own character above the relationship. She wasn't going to continue on just for the sake of the relationship. And if the relationship wilted, it wilted. If it kept going, it kept going. I think that was where she but was. But she had a clear it. conscience either way. Well, she said she'd rather leave the, the program a hypocrite than a liar. Yeah, it was her honour that caused her. But she only it was only when he admitted that he was kind of falling for her and that he really liked her that she kind of felt a need to admit it. We discussed this in the last episode, Hugh. Yeah, there's an element, all right, of the, the cynic that says it's only really when the feelings were there. She said, look, I can't go through with this. Yeah. If it was a mock thing they were going along with, she probably would have would gone have, along with Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, look at she, she told him and she got it off her chest and she dealt with the consequences and she yeah. did deal with the consequences. Uh, you, you can't but ignore Jesse's line about 30 minutes versus three weeks and then in 30 minutes time, you know, within 30 minutes. So we wondered if it consummated. I guess we know now. Yeah. Oh, them, them too. No, yeah. no, no. Absolutely. Nothing was going on. Then I, I to be honest with you, I was surprised with um, Jesse's reaction and he started laughing and his immediate um, he immediately thought of Adam. Oh, he did. He just knew it. He just knew it. Adam was a dog. Adam was yes. a snake. Adam, Adam, Adam. He his, was like as if she wasn't there anymore. Yeah, his main venom was Adam. Justified and it was all about Adam. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting. But then again, when you think about it, Adam did make a complete pick of him. Mm. You know, he did humiliate him. He degraded him in front of everybody. He really mm. did try to put him down. And there was no need for that. When you think back and Adam knew bloody well what he's after doing. And, you know, he really should have kind of just accepted the apology and said nothing. But he didn't know. He wasn't willing to let it go like that because he wanted to he wanted to have a say. He wanted to get his airtime. He wanted to increase his followers. In some ways, though, it was written in great big letters on the walls in that Adam was apologising. Adam apologised and had an re- apology rehearsed at the commitment ceremony. It was almost like he gave the lines that he didn't need to give. Yeah, and it's like, uh, that's what, yeah, we were saying that, yeah. Adam, you've done nothing wrong. Yeah. Apparently you've done nothing wrong. He you're did it again when wrong. he was given uh, Janelle the foot, the foot massage. massage. So that he was did sure it all over again. Really, I know he put you through an awful time. I know you... We were saying, oh, you're, you're totally innocent. What, what yeah, you, you have to about? wonder if we're seeing things out of, out of, yeah. um, out of context as well or out of sequence. Ah, uh, no, 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 no. He's he's definitely, like, he, he was leaking. Yeah, true. He was leaking, absolutely leaking. Can we talk right. about that confrontation between... Adam and Jesse, between Jesse and Adam, when, when Jesse actually called Adam out on it. Adam's a man of style. Oh, he was wearing his best tracksuit. Okay. You know? Shabby. 
Anyway, <laughs> so they they went out and Jesse confronted them. Well, he gave him an opportunity to confess and Adam wasn't having it. No, no, no. Like, he's Adam's so thing, arrogant, isn't Adam's he? thing is deny, deny, deny. Oh, yeah, I did it. What about it? Yeah. Deny, deny, deny. Oh, yeah, I did it. What about it? And Jesse, and, I think, was really hoping to get a rise out of him. Adam has the same textbook as Harrison. Harrison, yeah. No They're doubt about it. Off the same they sheet, yeah. both went to the same classes. Yeah, no two really ways about it. it. Yeah. You saw it right down there. It was deny, deny, deny. Oh, yeah, actually. Well, so what? Because this, this and this. Or, oh, yeah, actually. Well, sure, I don't just do that. I do this, this and this. That's only a minor bit of that. And then he was given again. He was doing the Lindell piece. He was <laughs> alluding. Oh, yeah. To this big secret that he had that was going to come yes, out between yes, himself. Yes, and the, can you remember what was it he said about the truth? Something about his He truth. said, I'm, you're go- everybody's going to learn the whole truth. And he was going to come out fighting at the dinner party. And everybody would be shocked. And they'd re- realise and see his side of the story. That actually got me a bit excited. I was kind of thinking, oh, yeah, juicy. Now, in what I thought was going to come out was that he was going to declare or admit or tell everybody that himself and Janelle had agreed that they were just going to be together for the cameras and that it was all about Instagram followers. Yeah. And that was that was their game plan. And it was all just a game for them. It was all just a game for Janelle. And he was just <laughs> going along with it. And then he found somebody that he had a real connection with because he was never going to have a connection with Janelle because she just wasn't into it. And she shouldn't have even been there. She was only playing a game. That was never going to come out because they wouldn't allow that out for a start. And even if it was the truth, that couldn't be. But I live in hope. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's the kind of thing that everybody's saying. Probably is the truth, yeah. in fairness, but... But the reality was totally different because he shouldn't have gone near it, actually, when it did happen later on. He shouldn't have gone near it because it totally backfired. Jesse came up with an amazing one as well around that time in the programme. Jesse said he hated being the centre of attention. Oh, that was a piece of camera. Yeah, he just wanted to fade into the background and all of this kind of stuff. That's a force, Jesse. What's uh, happened to uh, you? Yeah, like that's not who we saw in earlier episodes. Yeah. He was only dying to be the centre of attention. And again, that's what he said to Claire on the pontoon. You know, mm. you're confident, you're assertive and you're creative and you're all of these things that I want to be. Only better. This was a classic dinner party situation, though, too, where there's a big divide in the group or a divide is formed in the group by a scandal breaking out. And we really saw it. We had people like Melinda, uh, Alyssa. She has the pitchfork ready. She and did you see her image had completely changed last week? She came out in a beautiful kind of a soft, flowy pink Mm. dress. And this week she was red dress, red silk dress, red lipstick, hair sleeked back. Olivia, Olivia style. Olivia, <laughs> when when that whole transformation happened with Olivia, when yeah. she went from girl next door to femme fatale, mm. it was exactly the same transition. Exactly. It was exactly the same style makeover. Pull the same trick. Yeah. Duncan's not happy. He's not happy. There's a big conflict there. Oh, but he's discovered that um, Alyssa is the biggest hypocrite. You see, he's not happy. Maybe it's the edit, but he's not happy, but he doesn't call out the elephant in the room. He doesn't, that she's a hypocrite. Yeah, he doesn't say to her, well, hold on, we, you can hardly talk. You had an affair with a married man for six what months. Is, look, what, did she forget that? Has she got amnesia? Is it selective memory loss? I mean, you do something in your past and you learn from it and you take it seriously and you say, I won't do that again. But you'll also be sensitive, surely, about it, you would think. And she's not being one bit sensitive. This is a person who's meant to be a Christian. Yeah. It doesn't sound very Christian to me. No, it doesn't. And the other thing that really kind of upset me is she was all for Claire. She was laying all of the blame firmly at Claire's door mm. and she wasn't going to speak to her. And 
And she was really saying nothing about Adam. And she wasn't just speaking for herself. She was telling the other women what to do. Well, she tried to, yeah. Oh, she yeah. didn't get very far. She didn't get very far. And she didn't get very far with Taylor. Well, Taylor, like, literally took that as a challenge. Oh, she did. It's like, yeah, screw you. <laughs> Taylor went up in my estimation over that one, I have to say. Yeah, she did what she was going uh, to do. And fair play to her, yeah. She wasn't her. going to be easily led. Yeah. You'd wonder, though, had they all been telling her to be nice to Claire, what she would have done as well. She probably would have done the opposite. I just, I, Alyssa really surprised me. She really, really surprised me. The venom um, that she spoke with, you know, in her piece to camera. No, I'm going to do this. And I'm going to say this. And I'm going to... Blah, blah. And then there was none of it. Like, there was none of it. She was like a mean girl. She mm. was making the balls for other people to yes. fire. Yes. You know, and but she didn't have the wherewithal to do it herself and confront Claire herself. I thought that was a bit ridiculous. And then even at the dinner table when Adam was having his say, she was interjecting, but it was like, Adam, we're just trying to understand... Adam, you'll have your say in a moment. But mm. she, wa- I thought she was literally going to come out and rip somebody apart. Yeah. There was none of that. The entrances were very, I, I don't know. Like it it was very overdone, I thought, that when uh, Janelle walked in, they were all up and they were hugging her and this, they, the queue was a mile long and it went on forever. Well, and she was a victim and they did the same to, Je- to Jesse. The same with yeah. Jesse. Yeah, I know, but... It was just a little bit overdone. It was just a little bit. I can kind of understand how that happened and why that would have happened. And and I can understand her power dressing and putting the the, um, chopsticks in her hair. Um, I could understand all of that and she wanted to feel powerful and she wanted to have her say and she wasn't going to be submissive and she wasn't going to take it lying down and all of that. I, I get that. I do get that. I get her, her, her state of mind. And I probably would be the same. I'd probably come out fighting. It's like, yeah, come on, bring it on. Claire was getting some support though. She was getting support from Sandy. She was getting support from Sandy. And I think that's because she is, she, she told Sandy in the first instance. So mm. she, she revealed the secret to Sandy and she told Sandy that she trusted her and she valued her opinion. Yeah. So I, I don't, I think it would have been very disingenuous of, of Sandy to turn her back on her. You know, if she was going to turn her back on her, she should have done it when Claire first told her about it. So I don't think. Where's Lyndall and all this? I've forgotten. Yeah. Well, you see, that's the thing. Lyndall and Cameron, he said to the boys when he came in, they separated as soon as they came in. Mm. They didn't come in as United couple. Lyndall didn't look happy at all. Okay. There was really nothing about them all week. There was really, I don't think they they mentioned that at all. That's right. Okay. And then Cameron says, oh, I'm in the doghouse. And that's really all he said. I'm in the doghouse. I'm in the doghouse. So they all noticed that there was a coldness. We don't know why he was in the doghouse. Yeah. And yet John immediately said, oh, I can't wait to get these two on the couch tomorrow. <laughs> like, yeah, hang on, John. All hell is breaking loose around you. These two come in and don't say anything at all. And you want them on the couch? We are getting an edit, though. And we're even getting an edit of the experts, in air quotes, uh, reaction. You must remember that. I actually had criticisms of Claire's apology to Jesse on the Monday night's episode. And I'd written them all down. And it was really that she'd made very little reference to Of course to you Jessie. did, Hugh. You're so organised. You put me to shame. You really well, did, seriously. This week. On Tuesday's rehash of the previous episode, we actually got a longer version of Claire's apology. And our references directly to Jesse were in that. And I had to scribble, scribble, scribble all my notes out because they no longer were valid. It's in the edit. Okay, it's I'll take the word for you. I'm willing to believe that there was more and Cam declared more, but we're just not getting it at this moment of time. Maybe so. Isn't it interesting, though, with Taylor and Cam, that they really kind of to struck a bond and the two of them are country bumpkins. So is he from Tasmania as well? No, but he'd be from a similar type of area. Okay. Yeah. Or, listen, here's one. Our Australian listeners, if they'd uh, 
send us an email and try and help us on that one, on the whole cultural thing. But definitely there seemed to be some uh, link between them and she seemed to warm to them, shall we say, over the table. She, she did and their choice of music and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Do yeah. you think there's anything there between those two? Do you think there could possibly be anything there between those two? I wonder how much of it um, was for Hugo's ears, to be uh, honest. Maybe so. I think Do you that's think what he's she her does. type, Cameron? Do you think Cameron is Taylor's type? No, I don't. I think I think if you if if she's speaking the truth when she, what she said at the table that time, it's clearly Harrison that's her type. But was there any interaction between her and Harrison all for the night? There was no interaction that you saw, but again, that could just be in the edit. And see, that's funny because I, I would think that Evelyn would be Harrison's type. Now, I'm not saying there was any interaction between them. Anybody who pays a bit of har- attention to Harrison is Harrison's type. Yeah, and he would have pulsed. That's very true. Yeah, because okay, what did I, I say at Meet the Participants when he said about setting the bar ridiculously high? That's just an excuse go- to go from woman to woman. Yeah, yeah, and I did say that if anybody's going to have an affair, it's probably going to be him. Yeah, we did. So look, it's still early days, Hugh. <laughs> and I've always it's said, a lot though, to I've always said, though, there's something about Cam. We're not getting the full Cam. We're getting yeah. little breadcrumbs thrown out. And I think that was a little breadcrumb. And I'm not discounting, by the way, that something had happened. But I think Taylor is a tester. She is the classic tester. And the thing is, she is being put with somebody who hasn't got a clue about how to deal with this sort of thing. Just hasn't got a clue. Yeah, I know. He is just reminiscent of Josh, though, isn't he? He just is. He's just, again, it's Josh Mark, too. It's... She's playing chess. He's playing drafts. Yeah, 100%. I agree with that. That's what it's about. Yeah. That's what it's about. That's a good observation. Well done. Janelle spoke up at the dinner and Janelle made the speech and she called very bravely, I thought, on Adam to speak, didn't she? She said, yeah, yeah, let's hear your side of things or something like that. Now, looking back on it, Adam should have just kept his mouth shut. I have never seen somebody apologise for so long and, <laughs> and, and, and land himself in even more SH1T at the end of it. <laughs> Like, I, I, what actually happened there? John called it because John said it was a great example of how not to make an apology. It was, it was just, it was self-centered. It was arrogant. It was all about him. He was trying to, to throw Janelle under the bus. Oh, it was all about everybody but him. Yeah, yeah. He took no responsibility. He None. was disingenuous. It was, look, it was horrible. Absolutely. It was horrible. It was. Um, Absolutely. And then Nobody at the to... table has taken this harder than myself, he said. <laughs> Okay, I I just wanted to get out of the experiment. <laughs> yeah, no, nobody's taking it harder than themselves. I'm not going to up. say I'm a cheat when I'm not a friggin' cheat. Was did they not get married? <laughs> what? Oh my God, Hugh! Yeah, when he actually admitted when they called him out on it and the fact that. Janelle said that he slept with her. He had sex with her <laughs> the night he kissed Claire. What is that all about? And he was saying that they had they were in a bad place. Why is he having sex with her if they're in a bad place? Like, I, I, get your story straight, Adam. And then... He's telling so many lies he can't keep track yeah, of them. We have a lot to do on Sunday because we need to go to Rome on Sunday because Harrison is getting beatified oh, in Rome yeah. on Sunday. Harrison Saint is Harrison. now a saint. Saint, saint Harrison. Harrison. Oh, to listen to him, you'd he swear back, to God. He backs Claire. He backs Claire. <laughs> and Jesse's his new best friend. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Well, we saw that at the wedding. It was, you know, uh, We yeah. saw that at the wedding that time when he, when he was He's there. So He's so self-righteous. He's so self-righteous, yeah. He's got a bang of the head, but Melinda called him out on the 180 that he'd done. Well, that's why she did. And what did he say? Oh, thank you for noticing the change. <laughs> a classic. That was cla- It was a really good answer. And, you know, and I would like to think that he was being smart and that was a sarcastic comment. Uh-huh. But I actually don't think it was. I actually thought he think 
I think he thought she was giving him a compliment. That's yeah. weird, isn't yeah. it? Claire made her apology as well. And the difference, you, you, you couldn't have had a more different apology from Claire. Uh, it was, And she wrote a letter as well. It was. Yeah, yes, she did. But it was the apology to the group and particularly to Jesse. Uh, was very specific. Uh, it she just pulled no punches. She did everything that Adam didn't do, and Jesse had great respect for her. She said that he carries it like a gentleman. Yeah, and said. then he said something like, "Oh, I wish my exes had apologized like that," <laughs> which is a weird thing to say as well. Um, yeah. what do you think? Any hope for them, Hugh? Uh, well, I mean, we'll include the last scene when they go off together, and there has to be some hope unless we're being led. What, like if it doesn't kill you, it makes you stronger. Look. Unless we're being led up a dead end, that there's some hope in it, surely. Well, yeah. I think, yeah, see, that's the thing. I think she'll probably write stay at commitment ceremony. But mm-hmm. will they make him stay after that? Even if he writes leave? Surely to God, they can't make him stay after that. I would think in this sort of situation, you see, it's not Big Brother. Because in Big Brother, you're not allowed to discuss nominations. Um the reality is in this program over the years, it's been quite clear that there has been some discussions beforehand in the stay and leave business. And I think this is one of those ones where they will actually discuss it unless they blindside one another. And I think it's very unlikely that they blindside one another or want to blindside one another. I think in the intervening period between them walking out of that dinner party and the commitment ceremony on Sunday, however long that period actually was, because it was weeks ago, um, that they'll have a discussion. I would be I can't tell you whether they're going to stay or leave but I would be very surprised and you can hold me over the coals if that's the case but I'd be very surprised if they come up with different stay or leaves different cards do you think anybody else will leave oh yeah I would think I, I just think Adam can't stay Even oh Adam no, god stay. no oh Jesus no one and in fairness like I mean if Janelle wrote stay her name would be muck yeah there's nothing that he could say now yeah. that would absolve himself they're in a sticky wicket the, the experts are in a sticky wicket because they've broken the rules now twice and they basically said if there's something strong enough uh, in terms of maybe an affair or abuse then you can go well you know he it wasn't just a case of abuse he outright was kind of unfaithful it might have been sexually unfaithful but he was unfaithful certainly emotionally unfaithful right so i'm looking forward to seeing what happens with sandy and dan yeah there's something there i didn't help me with the preview i wasn't paying so there's something like i don't know dan was I can't actually really remember the content of it, but it looked like Dan had something that Sandy did and he was disappointed in it. And it kind of looked like he was in a situation where he might leave. Something happened between them that he was not happy about. And that's literally all we got. I just hope it isn't one of these damn squibs. Please don't be a damn squib. Another damn squib. Please don't be a damn squib. Yeah, I know. Well, look, hopefully we'll see. We'll see on Sunday. And can we have a proper calling out this time, John? You know, you say you're going to help hold people accountable. Can they please be held fully <gasps> oh, accountable? Yeah, it was me, please. Yeah, please, please. I think if he didn't hold them accountable properly last week, he, he got better last week. He was still a bit half-hearted. You're the one who I have full faith in John. Yeah, that was like three episodes ago. <laughs> I'm losing faith in John by the day. I But I, I, I'm still clinging onto the hope that the real John will please stand up. Please stand up. Please and stand that up. imposter that's sitting in a seat will, <laughs> <laughs> will leave. Have you noticed they put Alessandra in the middle now? They have, yeah, absolutely. That's a but I think Alessandra's a lot stronger than Mel this season. Yeah, we're seeing a lot more of her, aren't we? Mel yeah, is Mel fading is, into the background. Fading into the background is really not what comes out with some about crackers, anything, though. yeah. Yeah, but that's it. It's one liner, so that's basically it. We need to stop talking. I know, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Listen, everybody, thank you so much for listening again, and we look forward to commenting on the commitment ceremony. Oh. 
We'll oh, drop a podcast 30, on 40 Sunday. minutes completely on the commitment, ceremony for you all. We shall be dropping that on Sunday. Hopefully our podcast will keep you entertained up till then. We shall see you all very soon. Keep watching maths. Take care, everyone. Bye, bye-bye. Before you go, just a quick request. Please like and subscribe to our podcast. And if you can, pop on a notification. That way you'll know when our podcast drops. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, you can email us on indicastreality at gmail.com. Indicastreality at gmail.com.